Welcome to Pen and Page Gals, the podcast where we're flipping through our favorite and recent reads. Your hosts are me, I'm Jensine. And I'm Sophia. And in a digital age when everything is fast-paced and fighting for our attention, we hope to inspire you to slow the scroll and pause for some pages instead. Hello, 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 and welcome to not only our November episode of Pen and Page Gals, but also the first episode of season three. Guys, we are entering season three. Oh my gosh. That That blows my mind. We've been doing this for two years. Mind-blowing. Mind-boggling. (laughs) Mind-boggling. Kudos to us. But at the same time, Knowing our personalities, like this kind of works, you know? Yeah. We've kind of figured out something that works for us. Yes. Regardless of whatever success, pandemic, anything. This is us. Oh, yeah. This is what we do. It's our passion project. And if we weren't recording these conversations, they would be happening happening regardless. Like this is not. Exactly. It's not forced for us. It's all organic. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm actually just proud that we've been able to be consistent. And not that I I think both of us, neither of us are the type to start something and then not see it through. But just the fact Unless that it's we're a like, book I don't like, well, yeah, that's not the same. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not yeah. That, but I but think this, no. this works. Your, your nine and my six yeah. work together. They vibe <laughs> together. Oh my gosh. That, okay that <laughs> nine and six speaking of our enneagrams actually you don't know this ginseng like this is truly off the cuff but i had a dream last night and i was so stressed out you were in the dream and oh like God. our friends were in it so it was like you and um like our friend karen like just some of our other mom friends and yeah, what it yeah. was was like we were all going on a trip somewhere I feel like we were going on a trip to Charleston or something. It was somewhere oh where gosh. like I had never been before, but you guys yeah. kind of were yeah. familiar with, you know, like dreams, the details are sort of hazy, but it's like, we were yeah. all together on this trip with a bunch of families, but, and everyone had come with like kids and husbands, except for me. I came with just my kids. I don't know where James was. So I was like the one solo parent and we hadn't yeah. flown. Like in my dream, we had all driven and like caravan and oh I didn't God. have my own car. So like, yeah, basically I had like joined in, I don't know, like my kids were split among like some yeah. of the other cars yeah, and I had yeah. just, you know, it's like, we just like all went. And then like in my dream, I got separated from the group and everyone had started driving back like West, like to California. And I was like stuck in, I think Charleston or wherever, like this town that I didn't know <laughs> without a car, without a husband, <laughs> And I was like frantically calling everyone. And the only person that picked up their phone was you. (laughs) I was like bawling. I was like, I'm so lost. And I don't have a car. Like I, like we have no way to get back home. I was like crying. And then you, um, like jumped into action mode and you're like, okay, no, like, where are you? Like, like, you know, like you're like planner, like planner, like you're like, no, no, we're going to figure this out. Like, tell me where you are. And I was like, I don't even know. It was like this (laughs) weird. I, I don't. E- I don't even remember how it resolved in the That's end. But so I just. Funny. I had this very vivid dream. <laughs> you were in it, and it, I remember in my dream being like, 
oh, this is Jensen's six, like healthy <laughs> six, like jumping into action. And then yes. me, because I'm stressed, even though I'm yeah. a nine, I'm reverting to the worst part of a six, which is like yeah. doomsday, like yeah. everything yeah. is going to go wrong. Yeah. And I was like, we're not oh, going to make it back That's so funny. I remember. It, it was literally like that. the manifestation of your Enneagram in a dream. I know. <laughs> I know. So... Anyways, that wow. just reminded me of that. <laughs> I don't have very vivid dreams very often either, but I think I'm just me too. really tired. I can't remember the so, last dream I had, honestly. Right? So weird. I must have been thinking about you because I knew we were going to be recording today. Yeah. And then just, I think, coupled with being extra exhausted this week. And yeah. I, I don't know where the trip thing came from, but it was like it just all yeah. converged into my subconscious dream reality. Yeah. Well, it is the holidays. Yes. Holiday travel coming up. So. Yes. And there's a lot going on. People are busy and plans and trying to coordinate stuff and details. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I love I love the holiday season. It's Me like my too. favorite favorite time of year. It's a very close t- like tie between the holidays and my birthday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like I, I, my son asked me the other day, which one do you like better, Christmas or your birthday? And I legit was like, I, <laughs> I feel like I think the Christmas holidays, is a little bit do, better. I feel like you can kind of drag them out a little longer. Like they last, you know, a good, yes, almost like two months, you know, yeah. if not a yeah. solid two months. And so yeah. it, it definitely feels like extra festive for yes. longer than like yeah. just your birthday. And but, like more people involved yeah. versus your birthday just being about you. Yeah, but I mean that's fine too. Yeah. <laughs> I love both. Um, do you have any plans coming up next week? Is Thanksgiving? I don't. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna put this episode live Thanksgiving week, but when we are recording it, it is the week before Thanksgiving. So, do you have yeah. any plans for next week? Um, we are headed up to Lake Tahoe for a couple days. I don't think we're. It's gonna have snow yet, but. That's okay. We're just gonna like hang out. Um, maybe go like ice skating or like take Fun. the gondolas. Yeah. Um, yeah, just hang out, have a couple of days. It's our first year where the kids actually have a whole week off. We usually just previously oh. had had like Thursday, Friday. So this oh, whole week, Thanksgiving yeah. week is a new new thing for us. So yeah, kind of taking advantage of that, and then we'll be back and do family stuff. Yeah, Thanksgiving. My family's not very like traditional for thanksgiving we don't have like the same thing every year um my both me and sam's families are very like yeah off the cuff yeah if want to have a meal just kind of like find a time to grab a meal it's just like yeah seeing each other easy and being each other but yeah no no big stressful plans which is nice yeah that's yeah that is that sounds wonderful That sounds wonderful. Not that I, my, our plans themselves aren't stressful. The people that we're going to be seeing and spending time with are also are not stressful. What is yeah. stressful is for Thanksgiving, we're going to be driving down to Southern California, which is where my husband's side of the family lives. His parents are down there um, and his brother and his brother's family is down there. But we're driving down with our three kids, <laughs> our dog, Kylo. And our brand new puppy, Daisy. And I'm just, that's stressing me out. I'm, 
That sounds stressful. I'm super stressed about it. Our puppy is nine weeks old. I think she's she'll be 10 weeks when we go down next week. Yeah. But she's yeah. still crying at night, still not potty trained. It's like, this is not a good time to be going on a road trip with a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't. It would be kind of crazy to take my three kids and one dog that is trained as it is. But I, yeah. I don't know why we threw the puppy in there. <laughs> but uh, my brother-in-law and his wife, they just had their third baby. So that's kind of why we're going down. Like, obviously, yeah. we want to see his parents yeah. and stuff too. But I think normally – Given our circumstances, we would say, okay, well, this year we're just going to stay at home for Thanksgiving and just have it quiet and casual, but because we want to meet our new niece um, and the kids want to play with their cousins and stuff, we're going to be driving down. And I'm honestly not looking forward to the drive or even like being in a foreign place with a puppy that is like not housebroken. That's stressing me out a lot. But... um, when we get back home, it will be – I mean, my house is already decorated for Christmas, and I've been listening to Christmas music. But when we get yes. back home after Thanksgiving, it will be, like, officially – Official. Irrefutably Christmas season for everyone. You know what yes. I mean? Because some people yes. don't want to celebrate before Thanksgiving. Christmas season is open. Officially. Open. After yeah. next week. After Can't next wait. week. And we have tons of fun family – traditions like I'm kind of like you were for Thanksgiving it's kind of casual like just you know some years we see people some years we don't it's just yeah kind of is what we want it to be um but for Christmas we definitely have or like I have family traditions that I've started and have been doing with my kids um for the past you know 10 years or whatever and I'm super excited to I don't know get to do that again with them like we're gonna do um Christmas there's a Christmas tree farm that we go to every year where you get mm-hmm. to like chop it down. So we're going to go there. Yeah. Wait, do... do you guys usually go like the weekend after Thanksgiving? Yes. So if okay. we're at home, we go the Friday, like the day, Black Friday, oh, we go okay. and get our Christmas tree. So are you going to go home. like on your way back up? No, because the Christmas tree farm is up in Sebastopol, which is like north oh, okay. of our house. More so... north. Yeah. 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 So we'll drive home on Friday and then on Saturday we'll go and get our Christmas oh, okay. tree. Okay. Um, so we'll be doing that. And then I'm not sure what day yet. Definitely bef- it'll have to be the weekend of Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving weekend, either, either the Saturday or the Sunday. I'm not sure which yet, but we'll also have our annual North Pole breakfast, which I feel like you know about Jen Scene because yes. I blogged about it before. Yes. But um, it's, it's like our so cute comes back. Yeah. He yeah. brings breakfast and brings advent calendars for everyone. And it's mm-hmm. it's really like the kickoff to the holiday season yeah. or the Christmas season. What do you usually make? Like what's on the menu for the North Pole breakfast? I mean, like I love breakfast foods, but yeah, I would say other than my oldest, my other two kids aren't like super into breakfasty stuff. So it doesn't make sense to put out a full spread, but we always do bacon. Like the mm-hmm. good stuff, bacon. Yeah, I always have like little mini donuts, the Ooh. powdered donuts, which I never buy because they make a mess. Yeah, so we will have like little mini donuts, um, and then like just like bagels, like orange juice. I think hot yeah. cocoa, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's it's more like just that we like decorate the table and the elf is back and she's brought wrapped gifts, which are all their advent calendars and stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're looking forward to, or I'm looking forward to that. And I think, did you say that you were going to do something like that this year too? Or something? Yeah, I don't know. I like the um, breakfast idea. Maybe we'll just have kind of like a fun 
breakfast thing too. But yes, I did do advent calendars um, more than just the like $1 chocolate ones you get from Trader yeah. Joe's. So I got yeah. the kids like actual, um, the Lego ones that yeah. I think you also do. So yeah, I got yes. them those. And then um, new Christmas PJs. So they'll open those the beginning of, what is it, December. Yes. So fun. But we've also had our, um, we've had our tree up for like a couple weeks. I feel like Love each it. week so far since November has started, I've put out more and more things. Yeah. And so last night, the kids actually really wanted to decorate the tree. I just kind of had a Aww. naked tree yeah. for a while. So we decorated the tree last night. Oh my <laughs> gosh, great. I love it. And then it's it's just the middle of November, but it's okay. Did you put on Christmas music while you did it? Yes. Yes. Of course. Love you it. can't not. So I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love That's one yeah. of the perks of having um, like an a faux tree like an artificial tree so oh yeah have it yeah. up as early as you want and have it yes, up as long yes. as you want yes um the live tree every year you would think i've like figured out how to prolong the life of the real tree but it just Doesn't. four weeks and it starts to it's like really like needs to it oh, needs to go yeah 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 so um <laughs> i can't really have it any longer than right after thanksgiving until yeah. literally december 26th it's like shedding Gone. pine needles and like get this yeah. thing out of my house yeah um yeah so that should that should be exciting next week we have we each have our own individual fun plans and mm-hmm. i've got a crazy puppy i know the mix. I'm just like, <laughs> she's so cute and so fluffy she's and we so love her cute. but she's so much work you guys like i knew but i also forgot i knew it in my head puppies are a yeah. lot of work but doing yeah. it i'm like Oh no, like they're like legit a lot of work, and I am so tired. So tired. Mm. You have a baby. I know. You have so I have a, cute a fur baby. Little baby. A baby, cute little baby. baby. The good thing about pets, I think, even though they do go through like a similar, you know, not sleeping through the night and potty training like human babies do, is they're on a mm-hmm. faster timeline. You yeah, know, like a true. human baby, it would take like two years, three years yeah. to like get to the point where you're like out of diapers and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. back to your life. But knock on wood, like with puppies, I, I feel like the first six months are really, really hard. And then, mm. then it's like, you know, they're just a dog. Like, kind of, yeah. is what I'm hoping. I don't know. I'm just telling myself, just make it to, you know, she's six Fingers months old. crossed. Well, I believe in you. Thanks, Jimmy. I believe you're going to have a great Thanksgiving trip. Oh it's going to be full of memories. Maybe you'll come know. back with an awesome story for us. Oh, boy. Hopefully, it'll be not like the airplane story. But oh, my God. Story. <laughs> I didn't even – my mind wasn't even going there, but you're right. Hopefully, it won't be our like our Mexico airplane story, which if you don't know what we're talking about, just scroll back a couple episodes. You'll yeah. – You'll know You'll when see you see it. the title which one which one it is. <laughs> All right. Um that was our girl chat and we're ready to move on to book club, you think? Yeah. Um we read this month for our book club uh The Heart Principle by Helen Wang. It is like a loose series. Um mm-hmm. a lot of the characters. It's not like a a series in the sense that the same story is continuing, yeah. but in each installment of the series, it's 
focused on a different character that maybe yeah. in a different book. And was you've a side read character. the other two, right? I did. Did you? Or no? I did not I read the other you two. Were thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Were the friends in there? Were they from the first books? Yeah. So, um, his so in this book, the main guy, his best friend Michael, the one that he mm-hmm. started the clothing company with. Yeah. Michael and his wife Stella are the main characters of book one but obviously okay. they, they're not married like in that book they're just yeah like it's their like getting together story yeah and then actually the main characters of book two i did not see them at all okay in this story um i i think it was somebody's cousin either michael's cousin or the main guy's cousin i can't remember exactly it was like it was book two was about someone's cousin either kwan's cousin or michael's something like that but uh, anyways i didn't see them at all i don't know if i just like missed it if it was just like a short you know thing or whatever but i didn't see them pop up at all um michael and stella got a lot of cameos i feel like in this story got it but yeah, I read the first two. Um, the first one was my favorite. I still think the first one was the best one, although this one was pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think? I I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. I read it in one day. So like mm-hmm. morning, started it, night, finished it. It's, and it's so an it was engaging read. enough where I was like, okay, I really want to just keep reading and keep reading. Yeah. yeah. I... It was it was really real in a yes. way that I like a lot of um like chiclet is you know you you kind of know there's going to be some sort of happy ending it's very formulaic usually yes but I feel like with this one yeah it just felt very like raw and real in the in the things and struggles that the main characters were going through yeah um so that was that was really cool to see. Yeah. And she did I, it in I a agree. way where it was still like entertaining in the sense that you wanted to keep going and keep right. reading. But um, but you're right. There was like this the struggle that Anna went through personally, like not the romantic part of it, but just like yeah. her own um like development felt it resonated with me so much i don't know if it resonated with you but it yeah. really like the that people pleasing aspect yes. and just the asian culture of like respecting your elders and yeah. like you you are responsible for your family's happiness yeah like, i thought of and, you a lot actually while you, know, you did because it was and like her learning to set boundaries with people yes. who are the closest with her and yes. i don't know i remember when i was reading it feeling like more than any other like like you said i love the rom-com aspect of it of course like that's why we read books like this because it's you know formulaic and fun and you kind of know where it's going but the added little like just piece of i don't know the author is asian too so obviously she gets it but that's it yeah i haven't read a book that felt so like it spoke to me and my experiences without being so heavy do you know what i mean like yeah i feel like you have books like by Kristen Hanna, for example, that are, they feel like, oh, like it tugs at your heartstrings, but those are really heavy books. Yeah. This one isn't heavy, but at the same time, it, it her journey was so real. It's like, it was, yeah. Me, girl, same. <laughs> you know, it was like, I feel like I had the same experiences oh. as her, at least like with her family members and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I think um, I knew that 
this author likes to feature autistic women as the main heroines of okay. her books. Like, uh, uh, well, actually, book two was an autistic man, but usually she, the main character is autistic or on the yeah. spectrum in some mm-hmm. way, which is what drew me to the first book to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that, but I it was reading like the little author's note or um, blurb or something at the end. Of at the, the book, end, yeah. I think she's autistic too. Yeah, she did mention that. Right, the author yeah, herself is autistic. Yeah, she's on the spectrum, and it. I guess she. It would have been Asperger's before, yeah, Asperger's, but that's uh-huh. not like yeah. a diagnosis now. It's yeah. not a diagnosis now. It's, you just get like a an umbrella autistic spectrum disorder just uh, diagnosis now, and it like envelops like a bunch of different things. That yeah, previously and she were said separate. she wasn't like diagnosed till like her twenties or yeah. like recently. Yeah, which is crazy. It actually really made me think of my oldest daughter who is, you know, autistic because when it, Anna talks a lot about masking and like mm-hmm. learning to put on the attitude and like the face and the mannerisms that are expected yeah. of her. Yeah. It, I mean, it was like it, there were two aspects of it. There was like one was the Asian aspect, like in that sense, everyone, like all of us Asian American, yes. especially women. We had the like face. We, we had to show in face. That way. Yes, yeah. Yes. But then there was also like the autistic aspect of it, of masking in that sense, which I think doesn't necessarily have anything to do with being Asian. It's just the autistic experience. And so I thought a lot about, yeah, my daughter, because I don't think I'm raising my kids in the way that I was raised with like that Asian American, like, you know, you are responsible for like your decisions impact me and my happiness. So you have to do what I want. I I don't think we raise them that way, but like there are still like outside of that, just like socially, like what's normal, you know, like if I talk to you, like you should respond or like, you know, if I tell you to do something, like this is the right way, the correct way to respond that like a neurotypical 10 year old would respond. And I don't know. I just thought of her and I thought, wow, like, I don't know. It helped I don't want to say humanized because it's not like my daughter's not human to me, but just kind of gave me a little bit of insight into what that experience must be like for her in terms of just how exhausting it is. Mm. Like she'll do it. She's very sweet and very compliant and we don't really have many behavioral issues with her, but I just thought like it must be so exhausting to even at home sometimes be like, no, you can't like, I don't know, just like retreat into your like own little like way of doing things. And so I don't know. It just, it kind of challenged me to give her a little bit more grace in that area. You know, her, the expectations that I have for her shouldn't look the same as what, or not expectations, but like her, like what's okay for her is maybe not okay for her brother and sister to do because they can do something different. But for her, like that's her way of coping. Um, So I don't know. I, it mean, this book made me think more than. Oh, I love that. More than. You never know what you'll get out of fiction. I know. <laughs> also, but I do like that observation about the Asian experience on top of like her like experience, you know, getting diagnosed with autism. Yeah. Because it's like a double whammy. It's like not only the masking, but also right. the like Asian side of it. Like, yeah, it's so layered and complicated. And like yeah. it's kind of she kind of explores like where is the divide? Right. Or where, yeah, where is the kind of end of it, you know? Right. And I don't, her arc was, I didn't, I'm realizing this now, but her arc was really 
real and she did change like at the end you know yeah she did kind of stand up for herself yeah and I kind of like that there wasn't you know some like happy made up happy ending mm-hmm. with her sister you know yeah kind of is just is what it, it is, is which is like because how it is in so many families oh yes. it is what it is you because, know because and you try and it, it works or it yeah. doesn't work but yeah so I appreciated that she kept that real too yeah 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 and I felt like I mean, again, I shouldn't be surprised because she is Asian and she's probably writing from her own experiences with her own family. But there were so many like little moments or examples in the book that I was like, I know that every single Asian family has had a moment like this. Like, for example, when Anna's father has um, his, was it a heart attack? I don't remember. I read it it like a book like two weeks ago. Oh, stroke. Okay. Yeah. So he had his stroke and then he's basically like a vegetable, right? Yeah. Like he's conscious, but he's in pain and whatever. And they bring him home, even though that might not be what he wanted. And then yeah. he's at home and like, her, like Anna's sister and mom are like bringing all these family members in to like spend time with him. And like, I think there was even a scene where they were like, here, let's take a picture together, dad. And like the dad is like, yeah. like yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't want like that you know, for an Asian man, like that, that's not what he, he doesn't want to be taking a picture like that, you know? And it just, I had an exact moment like that. I obviously didn't have a stroke, but I remember right after having my oldest daughter. So she was born via emergency C-section after Mm -hmm. a very, Mm -hmm. very long and hard labor. So I was super exhausted, swollen, like, you know, your milk is coming in. I have the C-section scar. Like it was a whole thing, right? We spent five days in the NICU, um, because I had an infection during labor. And so I think when she was born, even though she wasn't premature, they were just like, we need to take her to the NICU just to make sure the infection didn't like pass to her. Anyways, mm-hmm. spent five days in the hospital, which is way longer than, you know, normal. And then we finally get home. And I remember it's the first granddaughter for both sides of the family. So my yeah. in-laws flew up and they um, came and like brought food from SoCal and they, my brother-in-law came too. So it was like all these people in our tiny little apartment. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want, like, I'm happy. Like I want you to meet your granddaughter or your niece or whatever. And like, it's not that, but like, I don't want to be sitting here. Like I want to lie down. Like I don't feel well. I I haven't showered. Like it hurts to even move and get up. Right. And then I remember, my one of either my mother-in-law or my father-in-law who I adore they are fantastic yeah people, but this yeah. is just like the Asian thing right they were they came they were holding the baby and they're like let's all get a family picture together everyone Sophia James our do- new daughter like James's brother uh, my in-laws like let's all all take a family picture together granted just on their phone but I know that yeah. fo- that photo is gonna get circulated and like texted right and yeah, I just right right they're gonna show my- everybody oh yeah, yeah. I put my foot down. I was like, no, like you guys are welcome to take pictures. You can sit and take a a picture of like you guys together with the baby. I'm not going to sit and smile and pretend like I'm not in pain. I'm just like, just got out of surgery a couple days ago. And like that I'm, I want to be like doing like, no, this is not what I want. And I remember I was so upset. I was like, no, I'm not taking the picture. And it was the first time because, you know, we'd only been married for like a year, year and a half. And it was like the first time that I was like, no, because I just didn't care. And they were like, oh, okay, okay. And they, you know, they no, were when you're in that okay. mindset, it's, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so, no, seriously. <laughs> so just like, yeah, reading that about Anna's dad and like them yeah, like parading all these family members and, in and, like, to all like the people see... from church and everyone yeah. just come in. Yeah, like come yeah, in. It's like sure. no, right? <laughs> so she wrote that really, really well. I I appreciated those really I don't know, like authentic examples yeah, of what the Asian authentic. American experience. Yeah. That's is a like. great way to put it. Yeah. I really also, did like Quan. I was just gonna that was you took the words <laughs> I think, honestly, out of my mouth. <laughs> like swoon. I was gonna say he while I was reading it. Okay, once okay, their first meetup at the bar. Like yeah. when he gets off his motorcycle and she's like, he's like a Marvel superhero or villain. And I was like, uh-huh. okay, I'm in. Like, yeah, totally, right? <laughs> Honestly, maybe my favorite, one of my favorite like rom-com guys. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Do you remember Josh from Christina Lauren's? Yes. Josh and Hazel. We really yes. liked him. And yes. he was like the, the first like, you know, Asian one yes. of the first we yes. read. But I think I like Quan more. You know what? I think I'm with you. <laughs> I, I think I'm with you because, like, I literally wrote this down. I, like, took notes after I read the book because I knew I wouldn't remember. But I, I said, I know he's a fictional character. And obviously he's written in a way to be perfect. Yeah. But bad boy turned successful, wealthy businessman like that is like <laughs> the perfect combination like you know yes. what I mean <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it oh, man it was so it. good I also like the part where um Quan is meeting Anna's mom I think for the first time uh-huh. um, and then she's like oh what's your name and then he's oh, like Quan yeah. and she's like how do you spell that? Because it could be like Quan Q U A N, which is yeah, very yeah, yeah. Chinese, yeah. or, like or it could be like K, which is yeah. maybe more Chinese, right? Yeah. And then like the author writes, like basically the mom is figuring out how to spell it because she wants to know like if you're a good enough Asian. Like not yeah. all Asians are the same. Are and the I was same, yeah. I was just like dead. I was like this. Is so <laughs> true. I mean, it's a little like not PC, but it's so true. Like if you're Asian. <laughs> You know that, like, the older generation, they have that stereotype. They just they do. do you yeah, know? for sure. For it's sure. not how we feel, but it's just, like, you, like, yeah, like, it's yeah. just like, where she's, like, just and so, so authentic. Ooh. So authentic. Yeah. So good. So good. But then when, like, he brings food and, oh, sounded so good. Oh, like, oh yeah. Food yeah. right now. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so many, so many good things. Um, I know. I would say that the only thing that I didn't really like about the book was it was super graphic yeah I don't remember the first two being this graphic oh really interesting okay it was I yeah I remember texting you because literally like (laughs) the start of the second chapter you're like whoa yeah (laughs) here's my eggplant whoa right like Yeah, um, the first two. No, the first two were not. I mean, there was like obviously sex in the first two books, but it wasn't like this. You know what it felt like is when we read like a court, court, right? Court of Thorns and Roses. It's like obviously there's like romance in there, but then you get to Silver Silver Flames Flames. and you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa
calm down. Fire on the flame. I mean, sorry, yeah. water on the flames. Not fire, fire on, on the, the flames. flames. Yeah, water. that's what this one felt like. Yeah, like the first two books, definitely there was romance, but it wasn't like this. And then I got to this book and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what I thought it was. Okay, I don't need to read that. That's okay with me. Um, yeah. And then the other part, I wouldn't say it was like a dislike, but when I read this page and I took a screenshot of it because I, I again, <laughs> was like, I need to remember this. It was so triggering for me, Jensen. Okay, it's the part where, okay, Anna's mom is telling Anna that she and her sister have like decided to buy a new violin. Her violin. Um, and then, uh, oh, it was like at the end of the book when, and then the, she's like, Anna says, how do you forgive someone when they won't say sorry? It's been mm-hmm. months. She yes. could call me at any time. She could have messaged or stopped by, but she hasn't, she won't. Right. I think the mom is telling her like, oh, she wanted to buy this like, violin for yeah, you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. should just accept it. It's her way of apologizing. And like, Anna's like, no, like she never said sorry. Right. And then the, and the book says, my mom makes a dismissive waving motion with her hand. You know, JJ. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. JJ, JJ, but you know, JJ. And then Anna says, I do. She thinks it's okay to treat me that way. Based on how she's acting, she'll keep doing it. And that's not fair to me, I say. And I don't even try to hide how angry this makes me. And then the conversation keeps going on. Um, But I was just like really triggered by that because that that is something that I've been dealing with like privately Mm -hmm. with like my own family where it's like people talk to you a certain way or treat you a certain way and then just – because your family, it's like, I don't have to apologize to you. I don't have to be sorry about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, but it's not okay. So you yeah. like, when I, when it means it's not okay, it means you can't keep doing that and you need to apologize for it, you know? Yeah. Um. So that was like, I don't know if it's fair to say I disliked it, but it was super triggering. As I was reading it, I was like, oh, like I felt a way about it. I was like, I don't know that I like this, you know? It was like yeah. a little too authentic at that point. Yeah. And I think but, for um, that, it's like obviously family is hard, like regardless yes. of your background. But I think yeah. Asian families, this is like times two. So she like double whammies it again because it's yes. like the whole generational aspect and yes. respect and all, you know, respecting your elders and all of that is so much more pronounced. Yes. Um, yes. And she does that like with her sister being so much older than her and right. all of that. But I really liked she redeems her mom a little bit like at the yeah. end how she's kind yeah. of coming around and like figuring things out yeah. um and how to you know interact with Anna which is cool and like one end of a chapter she's like I lost my dad and my sister but they gave me my mom back and I was yes. like yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah it was kind of unexpected this book huh because mm-hmm. it, it had the formulaic like obviously the guy and the girl they end up together yeah, yeah, happy yeah. ending but then not everyone gets a happy ending because like mm. you said there's this unresolved thing with her sister and her dad still mm-hmm. dies and it's not like all roses and fairy gardens right, right right so yeah i don't know i i think for that reason though like even though it was hard to read that and parts of it were very triggering for me um it also made me enjoy it a little bit more yeah like, it was kind sure. of like both right i it liked was relatable. it but i didn't like it yeah, it yeah, was relatable. It was relatable in a way that a lot of rom-coms are not, which is fine. Yes. Like you can escape there. But yeah, this one was was real. Yes. Yeah. I so feel page like I would Turner. Give it four stars. Oh yeah. Oh page yeah. Page Turner. Four stars. Four stars page page Turner, Turner or Burner? Four star Turner. page Turner. Yeah. I agree what about with you. you. 
Yeah. Same. Definite same page same. turner. Um, if you haven't read it, then I'm sorry we spoiled the whole thing, but um, <laughs> uh, still read if it. you have read it, still yeah, read go it. read it. Go read it. It's worth it. And if you have read it and you agree or disagree, leave a comment on our Instagram or DM us on Instagram. Like I'd yeah. be curious to know what you think about it. So that leaves us with our last segment of the podcast, which is Am I the Antagonist? And <laughs> This is, I think, my favorite corner of our podcast. It is. Know. It's so fun. Have you? I haven't heard any like feedback from people regarding regarding our new format. I don't know if you have, um, but if you're listening and you appreciate like the new segments that we have, like let us know because we're kind of you know we're doing what we what feels right for us, but we're also kind of going in blinds so and we don't really know. Yeah. Do you let like this? Know. Do you not? Yeah, let us know. Okay, so. As usual, I had my executive producer, a.k.a. my husband, James, <laughs> pull up a few um, AITI scenarios for us to read. Um, but actually, before I get to the ones he sent me, I stumbled across this one that's not quite like the ones James sent me are very like Thanksgiving and holiday related. So we'll get okay. to those. But I saw this one. This one like, OK, obviously my phone is spying on me because it just like it got like pushed to me in like an ad or something or like one of those Facebook like <laughs> article things. Um, oh but it is like a Reddit AITA and I read the scenario and I was like, Oh my gosh. So I want to read it out loud to you okay. and get your take on it. And then I'll read one from uh, what James sent me. Okay. So it says, am I the antagonist for calling the police on my client? I, a 28 year old female, do babysitting on the weekends to make some babysitting to make some babysitting. Oh, I do babysitting on the weekends to make extra cash. There is mm -hmm. one family I definitely should have phased out by now, but the kids are cute. And if they don't have another job, it's easy money. My issue is the mom is never home on time. She used to not give me return times, but finally I started asking as it made it impossible to get anything done on the weekends. I'd go babysit so she could go to quote, brunch, but she'd be gone from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. My whole day was gone. Yeah. After that, she'd start giving me times, but never stick to them. She wouldn't even call to tell me. She would just stay out. On Saturday, I got to her house at 6, and she was supposed to be home by 9. I told her she needed to be on time because I had plans to go out with friends. I was even getting ready at their house after I put the kids to bed. She promised. Of course, 9 o'clock rolls around, and she's not home. I call her, no response. Text, no response. Another hour, nothing. Still calling and texting. Finally, it is midnight. Oh By God. this point, my plans are long ruined and I'm pissed and exhausted. I call her and leave a voicemail saying, if she's not home in the next hour, I'm considering the kids abandoned and calling the cops. I also text her this. I try calling her 30 minutes later and it goes to voicemail on the second <gasps> ring. I text her again and she leaves me on red. <gasps> if she had reached out saying, hey, I'm staying out until X time, I would have stayed. I don't know any no. of her family or the father of her kids, so I can't call them. I gave her a grace period of 15 minutes, tried calling again, and finally I called the cops. <gasps> they showed up. And I showed our agreement in text from earlier in the week, confirming that she'd be home by nine. They try contacting her and she doesn't answer. I was dismissed and they took the children to the police station. I go home and go to bed. 
I am awakened at 3 a.m. by a frantic phone call. It's her. Where are the kids? Why am I not here? I tell her I followed through on my threat and to go check the police station. Oh my God. (laughs) She curses me out. I hung up. I hang up and go to bed. The next day, she sends me an essay saying that the kid's father was called, that there's a DCF investigation. I think DCF is like, like, child protective services yeah yeah there's a dcf investigation launched against her she called me every name under the sun but i don't think i was wrong until i said until i didn't think i was wrong until i spoke to a friend who has kids and she said i should have just waited it out and just refused to ever babysit for her again once she got home she asked her friend asked if that mom potentially losing her kids was worth me being petty so am i the antagonist Oh, wasn't that a good one? <laughs> That's a really good one. So I was like, okay, I have to read this on the podcast. What do you oh, think? Man, I want to hear your take hard. First. Like, as you're reading, I obviously side with the babysitter. Right. Because she has tried everything, right? right. And it, yeah, she's done everything on her end to uphold her side of the right. like bargain or whatever the right. deal um but then the thought at the end that the friend brings is true it right. is like a much bigger more monumental thing to lose your kids than right a few hours and the babysitter can just never babysit for her again again right yeah but then at the same time it's like the mom is is kind of like neglecting her kids right, right? that's what i think <laughs> I also because she contacted her hours in advance, like at 9 p.m. She started texting and calling and being like, yeah. if you're not home by this time, I'm going to take them to the police station. Consider them abandoned. Yeah. Like it, like yeah. it's not like she just like in the moment was like, I'm done. Like I'm fed up with this and just did right. it. Like she told her this is what's going to happen. And I mean, according to the poster, she says that she was left on red, which means the mom saw the text message and still chose to not come home. So... I don't know. I, I I kind of feel like she's not the antagonist. Even though, like, her friend makes a good point. Like, okay, you for you, it's just, like, you being frustrated and petty. But for her, like, now she can, like, potentially lose her kids. But I'm like, was she really being a good mom, though? Like, if you're, like, leaving them with a sitter all day long that wasn't, like, didn't agree to be there all day, you know? You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, I think I, I I'm going to say she's not the antagonist, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, if she didn't do anything and did just kind of not babysit for them ever again, nothing would change, right? Like, right. the mom would just do it to another babysitter. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Not the antagonist. <laughs> All right. That was okay. intense. I know. Oof. I know. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. What did James send me? I have the ones that James has sent me, I, I've not read. So, I'm going in blind. Okay, let's see. Am I the antagonist for refusing to host Thanksgiving for 20 plus people for the fourth year in a row? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. So (laughs) my fiance has a rather large family. Parents, two brothers with significant others, numerous adult nieces and nephews and their partners. And then there's usually always some distant aunt, uncle or cousin that tags along. I have two family members that join holidays and neither this year, neither will be able to attend last year. Only one was present. So 
For the past four years, I have been single-handedly cooking from scratch and hosting for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Essentially, oh I've been gosh. cooking dinner for 20 people or so while my partner babysits a brisket in the smoker. There's a lot of logistics behind cooking for a large crowd. I start prepping the night before, I cook all morning and afternoon, and by the time everything is done, I'm too exhausted to enjoy the food I cooked and eat. Last year, I requested that everyone attending brings one side dish or dessert. No one brought anything. Oh my gosh. I had a feeling that's what it was going to be as no one mentioned what they're bringing, so I prepared for it anyway. Just to also mention, I have never been thanked for hosting or cooking. Literally by no one. All leftovers get picked over and taken home. Last year, I also had to cook the following day because there was nothing left to eat except except some baked brie that my mother-in-law turned her nose up to. And I wanted to enjoy leftovers at least. This year, I told my partner that I have no intention of cooking. If he wanted to host, he can cater. His reaction was, but that's our tradition. Or can't you at least make some box stuffing or something? And everyone is planning on coming. My reaction was, nope, that's your tradition. I will not make box stuffing. And if they're planning on coming, you better put that catering order in. He has not spoken to me since. I also had to explain, and I shouldn't have to, that I haven't been feeling well. I finished an eight-month course of pretty rough medication that dries out all the joints in your body. I've been achy and miserable, and I feel stiff when I overwork myself. Am I the antagonist for not wanting to entertain 20-plus people twice a year, every year? I have decided to possibly sit out Thanksgiving completely, buy a pre-made single-serving Thanksgiving dinner at the local grocery store that just needs to be popped in the oven for a while and going to watch that new Lady Gaga movie. I guess this was from a couple years ago. (laughs) No, there is a new Lady Gaga movie, though. Oh, is there? Yeah. I'm like With Adam Driver. Wait, what? Really? Do you not know House of Gucci? They're the Gucci's. Oh, I've seen um, those ads on TikTok, but I thought it was yeah. a literal Gucci ad. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe it is. Gucci scroll? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, do you but, think um, that she's the antagonist? Okay, I mean, honestly, I had my answer when you read, like, the first title, I the know. line. Yeah, yeah. No, no. she's yeah. not the antagonist. Like, yeah, her partner not. is the antagonist. Yeah, for sure. Please. For sure. Big jerk <laughs> move right there, right? That was like not even hard. Okay, I'm gonna do one more because that Honestly, one wasn't even like when when my husband asked me if I want to host, I'm like, not really, not really. <laughs> right? Yeah. Honestly, we're doing the same thing because um, we're like I said, we're going to SoCal for my to my in laws' house for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and the last time we were there, which was a couple years ago, she didn't say it outright, but my mother in law was kind of like, oh, like maybe next time you guys just come and do the turkey. It's kind of like that Asian thing. Like, even though it's not my house, like she wants me to cook. And I'm like, okay, I mean, all right. Like if that's what you you don't want to cook, that's fine. I'm not going to make you cook, but I'm not going to drive all the way down there to cook a meal in your house. Like you bring a turkey in your trunk. (laughs) So I catered everything. I placed the order. It's like all done. Like I was like, yeah, we'll host, like we'll take care of the food. Like you don't have to do anything. Don't lift a finger if that's not what you want to do. But don't make me lift a finger because I'm not going to do that either. So yeah, (laughs) we catered everything. And you know what? The Whole Foods (laughs) catering for Thanksgiving sides is, it's legit. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will read one more. 
again, I don't know what this is. Okay. <laughs> Am I, what is this? Am I the antagonist for telling my sister-in-law that she can't sleep at my house for Thanksgiving if she's on her period? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is this? I don't, okay. My husband sent me this. All right. Oh. <laughs> my sister-in-law invited herself to my home to stay for Thanksgiving, but I don't want her sleeping at my home if she's on her period. What? A few times in the past, she has come to my home and stayed while she has been on her period. Both times she slept in our guest room and ruined our sheets and mattress pads. Ew, it looked like a massacre. To make matters worse, she didn't tell us. We had to find the disgusting sheets in our laundry and find the blood stains on the mattress pad. Not only that she has left not only that she has left tampon wrappers and bloody tampons in the toilet without flushing and blood <gasps> on the toilet and inside of the toilet seat. I told my husband to say something to his sister, but he was too embarrassed to say anything. I figured I wouldn't say anything because she's moving out of the country and I didn't expect her to visit anymore. Well, she just informed us that she's coming for Thanksgiving and I informed her that I don't want her sleeping over if she's on her period because the last few times she left a nasty mess while on her period and it was disgusting. She cursed me out and called me a rude <gasps> bee and said, that's why no one in her family likes me. They only tolerate me because I'm married to her brother. I told her, that's fine. I told her that's fine and I'm not tolerating a grown woman staying in my home that can't control and clean up after herself while on her period. I understand having heavy periods, but to leave a yeah. mess for everyone to see and to clean up is absolutely disgusting. Should yeah. I just have kept quiet or am I the antagonist? We're telling her she can't come if she's on her period. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, before I... Before I get my answer, <laughs> I have a confession. <laughs> oh no, tell me. This has happened to me. I have been the sister, not once, <gasps> but twice. But I, 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 it's not that I didn't clean up after myself, but sometimes you, you leak. No, for sure. But you cleaned up after yourself. Yes. Some, uh, yes. I washed. I, and the difference is I told, you know, our host yeah. and I washed yeah. the sheets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I had, I had a flashback because you're like, oh, no. oh, shoot. And you're I like, know. That's wow. the worst. It's Everyone, like the most embarrassing he, thing, you know, honestly. No, for sure. And that house. happens. No. And that's totally understandable. And yeah, like, she even says, this poster says, like, I understand having heavy yeah. periods, but, like, yeah. you shouldn't leave your mess for everyone to just clean yes, up and see and thing. not say anything about it. I think that's the issue that this poster is yeah. having. Not so much yeah. that, like, oh, you stained my sheets one time, whatever, yeah. but, like, like she didn't say anything and didn't clean up the mess either. Yeah, and it sounds like she worst. didn't even, like, in the bathroom, too, like, didn't, like, clean anything I up. Know. It's just so gross like why would you do that that's just i know i would say no not the yeah i would also say no i mean when i first read like the first headline because again this is like new for like i'm reacting to it live too like whenever the headline i was like uh is this gonna be like some weird like cultural thing where it's like oh like you're unclean like i don't want you know i was gonna i was ready to be like oh come on like yeah you're the antagonist like don't don't be like that but as i read it i was like 
Ooh, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. though. Like, here's the thing. I don't blame this, the poster for setting that boundary. I think that, uh-huh. that that I wouldn't say that she's an antagonist for doing that. I think it's your home. And if that's the boundary that you need to set, then you do you. But I also, it's like hard because is that enough reason to like be like, you're not invited to sleep over? Yeah, in the house again? I like, see what I you're feel, saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe be like, hey, like last time this happened that you were on your period. So if you're going to be on your period again, like I'd appreciate it if you like cleaned it up or if you up, had an yeah. accident, like let me know. Or like even like just put down like spare like stuff. Yeah. You know, extra yeah. trousers. Like not that I'm not saying that the poster has to do that. I'm just saying like, I don't know for me personally, if that was my situation that I would be automatically like you're not allowed to no, sleep over yeah. ever again when you're on your period so i don't know um but i don't blame the poster for deciding to go that yeah. way because everyone is comfortable with their own things and right. i mean i don't know also it sounds like there's like some more family family I know, dynamic right? going there's on in there that like yeah more <laughs> context maybe that we're not aware of um that was, that fun. was fun yeah okay good job james good job Woo! Woohoo! okay so before we forget um, we should announce the book club pick for next month. I yes. feel like we should have done that during page turner page. Turner, I wish I forgot. We had some like jingle bells. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can find a sound effect when I'm editing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our book club pick for December is going to be <laughs> one day, one day in December by Josie Silver. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this book, but it sounds very. Yeah. holiday have you i don't even know this author do you know this author oh yes yeah mm-hmm. okay. she wrote the like- two lives of lydia bird which was oh fun. that sounds vaguely familiar yeah you probably so seen you the read- cover yeah you've read mm-hmm. one of her books before and mm-hmm. you liked it yeah okay she's a good writer yeah okay good that makes well, me excited so that's gonna be our book club pick for december and we also have one other super exciting announcement that you might have seen on our Instagram um, if you follow us on Instagram. But if you haven't, then in honor of us launching season three of our podcast, we are doing a giveaway. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Maybe not a surprise. But yeah, we're doing a really fun giveaway. Um, all of the details are on our Instagram at Pen and Page Gal. So make sure that you go to our Instagram to like really get all the info you need and to enter. Cause that's how you enter. But basically mm-hmm. you can win a custom embroidered PPG book club sweater, a custom PPG bookmark that mm-hmm. only a few people have like Jensine and I have one. And then last year's giveaway winner, I think has one. And I think mm-hmm. that's it. It's um, very then- special. It's, it's special very club. special and it's very like beautiful. It's like a gorgeous bookmark, <laughs> okay? And then uh, a $50 gift card to Amazon to kind of get you ahead on your TBR list for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's lots Ooh, of fun stuff. I want that giveaway. I want to win. I know. I know. <laughs> and so already so many people have entered. I'm like, oh! I know. People like the sweatshirt, Sophia. They do. And you know what's funny is, so we did a giveaway last year. For the launch of season two, it wasn't as big as this giveaway, obviously, because it was just, you know, like, I feel like every year we kind of up the ante a little bit, but, um, and we didn't do a sweater last year. And we definitely had people that like participated and entered and like wanted to win last year. But I feel like the frenzy this year is like twice what it was. Yeah. So. Kudos to us. 
the sweater is very, very cute. It's very cute. Um, yeah. Anything else to add before we sign off mm-hmm. for the month, Jensi? No. Yeah. So we're going to take like a little bit of a content break after this podcast goes up. Um, for the giveaway, you do have until the end of the month. And we're kind of going to be offline That's on right. Pendant Page Gals till then. And then right. we'll have some fun stuff again in December. Yeah. See you in December. Okay. I'm looking at you and your Christmas nails. My we're Christmas ready. Nails. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, po- I'll post them on our PPG Instagram, like on their stories. Yeah. But they're press-ons, obviously. But they're the they're like um so Christmas cute. tree, like chopping – I don't know. <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of wild, but you know, <laughs> festive. All right. Well, okay. I hope that all of you listening are having a fabulous Thanksgiving break, no matter where you are or who you're celebrating with. If you're celebrating with family um, or friends, um, we are so thankful for you guys and your support for your love for us for the past two seasons. The fact that you guys want to keep listening to us as we are entering season three we're so thankful for you guys make sure to check out our blog at penandpagegals.com and have a great week until next time bye